Fun fact that has nothing to do with the movie. The guy who invented the bra is from uh, uh, Stopping from Hanging Germany. <laughs> Can I play that sounder again? <laughs> That's not funny. Hello, and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast. Brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! 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 He had his ACL replaced, uh, which is great because that's because he slipped uh, on the ice, right? He slipped on the ice. Yeah, totally my fault. Um, and so, uh, through uh, he had some complications <laughs> due to some things that weren't necessarily his fault. Uh, led to a lot of matting of his undercoat, uh, also because uh, COVID, and so he couldn't get groomed like normal. So when we finally got him into the groomer, she's like, "Yeah, I had to shave him." <laughs> so he. You guys can't really see. He, he looks ridiculous. Nice. It's, it's okay. No, you're, you're still handsome. Don't worry. Right. He's looking at me. He doesn't like it when I say he looks ridiculous. No, but I he mean, looks look ridiculous. He doesn't need to look at you. He, he doesn't need to look at you funny. He can just eat you if he decides <laughs> that he doesn't like what you're saying. <laughs> he could. It's true. He could, although he looks a lot smaller without all of his fur, too. But uh, yeah. Less menacing. It's growing yep. back already. He's It's coming back. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Episode 128. Whoa. Whoa, what was that? What was the talk? You're fine. Hey. Thank you. Good boy. That was real, that was real scary. Hey, stop. The, the way that he sounds, if he started barking really rapidly, it actually sounds like, ack, ack, ack. That's immediately what I thought of. You're all right. I thought he, I, I thought Bill played some new stinger that he had yeah, in preparation no. for the movie, but nope, it's just the dog. No, it was the dog. Yeah, and that's uh, it's not quite his big boy bark, but uh, yeah, he's it's got some resonance in there. Mm-hmm. Like that. You can why don't you lay down? You seem to have freaked yourself out with all that conspiracy talk earlier. He did, apparently he's scared. Ah, uh, been there. I've been there. <laughs> It does happen when you, t- you turn on all the lights and you read some conspiracy theories and you freak yourself yep. out a little bit. Happens all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tomorrow's attacks. Oh, are we starting? Yeah, we can start. Or okay. we could start two minutes ago. That's fine, too. That's fine. How about you, everybody? That's my new intro. That's my new what I say. How about you? If I answer the phone, too. Hey, how about you? How about you? Yeah. Okay. I've also decided that I'm going to work the phrase uh, "be banging" into uh, just about every sentence that I use now. Like, hey, can you hey can you check out this loan? It be banging. <laughs> are you are you working bet into everything again too? I'm going to try. Bet. I'm going to try. Actually, my supervisor does work bet in a lot, and I'm like, oh, jeez. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Huh. Uh, it's just bet. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hey, work that you... into the conversation non-ironically? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think it's part of her repertoire. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, we all work with those people. We do. You know? yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we do. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be banging. It's, oh, boy. I've also started working at Do Be Like That into conversations uh, for about a year now. <laughs> like, when people are like, when people are like, oh, man, like, my money my money went here and there, and I'm overdrawn. It takes me, it, like, I immediately want to be like, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I gotta send this out. Yeah, do be like that. <laughs> I'm going more and more street. <laughs> and, and Jeremy, for some reason, I continue to fondly think about an opportunity that Nick and I could have to work together again. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. It's like, man, I gotta be able to work with Nick again. And then he goes and does that kind of stuff, and I'm like, this is why. Well, just just turn this into a paying gig, and then you can work with him again. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've been working on that for 10 years. Uh, not <laughs> quite, but a good five, right? <laughs> hey, can you check out this account? It'd be banging. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm working that in. The man, the myth, the legend right there, guys. Yes, yes. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. You got uh, two out of three branches of government working, and that ain't bad. That ain't I, bad. I forgot until because my wife wanted to watch it too so we we introduced my oldest son to it so we got a chance to my my middle one has decided he's afraid of all movies uh like the mere mention of any movie related to anything that's not animated will send him fleeing the room in terror fun um but i forgot until we watched the opening credits exactly the amount of star power that's in that movie for 1996 when it was made that is literally my first one of my first three things. Is yeah, the star-studded cast, and I don't remember 1996, it. 1996. Everybody's in this movie, and they I got lucky that. because I mean, so. Um, I mean, they got lucky hitting on Jack Black and Natalie Portman because right they were the two kind of unknowns going. But I mean, you're right. Everybody's in this movie. Dude, when I was looking at the cast list, when it kept rolling, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I, all I remember was Michael J. Fox. For the split few moments that he's in this movie, uh, that's I, all I remember. Pierce but that's that's what that's the thing. That's why the, Tim Burton was actually probably able to get him cheap, is because pretty much everybody dies. It's yeah. it's essentially yeah, a giant string of cameo appearances, but they all get star billing mm-hmm. because why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah and how Jack Nicholson talked him into two roles. Oh, and doesn't I, I have this in my notes? Doesn't uh, Jack Nicholson's sec- second role? Um, as Art guy. Land, the yeah. casino owner. Uh, doesn't that sound like somebody doing a Jack Nicholson impersonation? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, um, okay, we, before we... Who wants to give everybody a 60-second overview of what this movie is? Well, I mean, it's it's just a... It, it's Tim Burton's homage to the 1950s, early 1960s campy beam alien invasion movies mm-hmm. so it's, it's not meant to be serious it's a it's it's an honorarium to those and he just kind of has fun with it mm-hmm. yeah the big the big reveal i mean it's not much the movie came out 20 years ago 25 20 years ago whatever 1996 um, i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about how long that was but um aliens aren't here for good <laughs> No, no, but nope. uh, uh, this movie, um, well, before it was a movie, it, like I said, it was a comic book. It was also a trading card series. I learned that that was a trade. It was a top. I didn't know I, that. In the yep, beginning tops. credits, it said, uh, you know, blah, 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 tops trading cards. I'm like, what? And so I, I had to look that up. Surprise. Hang on. Uh-oh. He has a surprise. Oh. Hmm. He could have. He knew we were doing this. I know. He could have had it like right there. You'd think so. Now, a few years ago, probably five or six, they reissued the trading cards. <laughs> nice. Wow. I have two packs, I, I, but I could only find one. Um, but they reissued them. I never opened a pack. Um, uh, and uh, it just basically depicts scenes that were used in the movies. Um and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, they were they were pretty collectible. So is that an unopened pack? Yep. Yep. And I think I should. Uh, I think I should open it. Open it on the air. I think so. I mean, this is a, a an audio podcast, but visually, I mean, it'd be visually it's, exciting it's for Jeremy and I. from the visual part, yeah. even if the listeners don't. So, so we're gonna open up. Ooh! Did you hear that? He's cracking wax. Now look at these. So I'll show you now each one. Now let's take out the piece of chewing gum that's in there. And <laughs> there's a piece of chewing gum in there. That would be awesome. Oh, they're numbered. So they're they're all numbered. Um, you've got like this one. Ooh, the hairy feet. So they're like hand painted, like very that's old pretty school. neat artwork. Like that that's very. Yeah. That's very vintage 1950s artwork. Yeah, that's exactly. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's the really that's the cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, they really look awesome, and um, yeah, they're just yeah, like vintage, like you said, like vintage 1950s, like you'd see in like a kids' book. 
like an old school like kids kids book. I don't know what kind and, of books uh, you let your kids read. Yeah, well, you know, not obviously alien movies. The and then this must be a, a new updated one. No, because I knew uh, that the, what I had seen was at one. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. cool. Is mm. that they um they take the battle like back to Mars and because mm-hmm. the trading cards tell a story. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. super cool, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was excited. I was like, oh, I think I still have these. Well, that, yeah. see, that that would have been a, that would have been a fun way to to stretch it a little bit more because the ending of Mars Attacks is essentially the exact same ending as the War of the Worlds, except they use music frequencies instead of like the cold. micro or, or Earth microorganisms. Yeah. Also, if I may point out, there's no explanation how everyone else finds out that that's a thing. Well, they they just the internet. Uh, they broadcast it on that one radio station in the Podunk town that apparently fifty thousand watts is enough to cover like, the entire globe. Yeah, but you see, like everybody, like uh, like has it, and they're turning, they're tuning in, and they're playing the same song. Like, how did everyone figure that out? Like, there's no, they just put it on. I mean, you'd expect station. that news to spread, but it would take a couple of weeks, you would think. Yeah, not like just overnight. And then, like, how did they figure out that it was that kid that figured it out, and he gets a Congressional Medal of Honor? Like, from how can someone, you link that back to one person? who's not authorized to <laughs> present him with a Congressional From the Medal president's of Honor. child, after he's yeah. deceased. Uh, yeah. who's, uh, let's just get my joke out of the way. Uh, the president's daughter's name's Taffy in this movie. Do you know why they named her Taffy? No. No. Because she likes to pull on it. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Hey Bill, you know that uh, you know that bad joke thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna want to break that out. I promised you, you would be able to use. That's not funny. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! I want to go buy a soundboard for the sole reason of putting that Stewie Griffin thing in there that says it's no, not that's funny. not funny. over and over and over. But I want to do it on Zoom calls at work. I would like you to do that as well. <laughs> and I would also, yeah, yeah, you should do that. It's money well spent, I believe. Uh, I've been waiting to uh, tell you that joke since I heard them call her Tappy. I was like, there's no way. I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I, and and can, we, can we just call out one of the best jokes and, and the most timely bits of political humor in the entire film? Yeah. Is that scene where the, the, the old senile grandma's watching TV when the aliens attack Congress? Yeah. And she just starts laughing. She's like, <laughs> they blew up Congress. <laughs> all I could think of was, yeah, that's probably the same reaction that would happen right now. Yep. In oh the current gosh. state of things, politically. Yeah. I like... I, I think I should be there. Ah, for some weird reason, the, the Secret Service doesn't want the legislative and the judicial branches together in the yeah. same room. That was great. I had I had to have a, a long, drawn-out conversation with my son in that the scene where uh, the hand the 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 hand comes off and like crawls all over the president and then mm-hmm. impales yeah. him, and when he falls down, it comes up and there's a flag. Yeah. I had a long conversation about whether that was the actual Martian flag. I'm like, no, but I don't think they have a, an actual Martian flag. They might. Kudos <laughs> to you for asking good questions. That, that, that is a good question. It is. Uh, the the senile grandma was hilarious in that movie. Like she did. She, she she. I think she at one point she called Jack Black uh, dumbass. <laughs> she oh, I'm like, sure she did. Yeah. See, see you later, Dumas. And he's like, it's it's Jeff Grandma, and she's like, I know Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, um, I was, I loved, I loved the the beginning because at one point, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael J. Fox were like at their house or whatever and the phone rings yeah. and he whips open this just giant Nokia. Oh yeah. And he's talking on it. It's for you. Like, oh man. That's, that's oh, the, and there's, there's the scene when she gets done talking on the phone, she flips it shut and then does the using her neck to push yep. the uh, <laughs> antenna back in, which everybody who had a phone like that did that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 
the the phones and the TVs really dated this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the TVs that you saw. It um they do, and it's and it's funny too because it's it's right at the cusp of, you know, right as the technology was really taken off. Yep. Um, you know that movie made ten years later has iPhones and flat TVs. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what? If it's made ten years later, you know what it doesn't have? Ray J killing aliens. This is very true. I forgot. That. I did not know that Ray J was in this movie. This was this is what started out his movie career, and then there's a certain film that ended it. So, so Nick, let me let me stop you right there. Um, so on our Facebook page, I know that you're not on Facebook anymore. Yes. Um, yes. But I had posted the trailer to this. Uh, to Mars Attacks and said, hey, you know, who's seen it? Post your thoughts uh, of the movie below. And uh, Pillow Talk listener Shane said this is Ray J's second best movie performance, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And so... And so... (laughs) That's freaking hilarious! (laughs) And so I said... I know I'm going to regret asking this, but what's your favorite? <laughs> and uh, he, he said, are you ready? Yep. He said, I believe his acting skills truly shine in Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. If I recall correctly, it was labeled his greatest comeback role since his acting debut with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. And so I replied, whew, you know, if you were Nick, you'd say it was the movie that he was in with Kim. <laughs> well, you know, and I mean, that is, yeah, it's his comeback role. I mean, everybody loves a good comeback story. <laughs> so then he also said, <laughs> um, I'm only basing my comment on movies that I've seen that have Ray J in them. Yeah, only those nervously tugs on collar. <laughs> God, I love Well, <laughs> find me. Find me another movie where some scriptwriter gets an opportunity to have Ray J say the phrase, get the president out of here. What are you guys doing? Get the president out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, oh. you know, it's the, the movie literally, I mean, even Jim Brown was in that damn movie. Oh, Jim Brown. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's the thing is that you've got, you've got some kind of, shout outs to other genres as well because you've got Jim Brown and Pam Greer in there for yep. kind of your black exploitation genre you know yep. aspect of it so th- there's a lot of different pieces of older cinema that fall together in that you know and can we just agree that that's film. the weirdest part about this movie is that like that that side storyline him trying to get home to his wife and then yeah yeah like and then like when he when he's getting attacked by the aliens and they zoom in on the wave and she's like, something's happened, <laughs> something's happened. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> They're trying to make you believe that he's dead. Yeah, but why? It was a side plot. But I'm not but a very good one. I, I think if you I think if you watch a lot of those older films, it's just random non sequitur stuff that sure. shows up. So I, yeah. I think that's part of it too. It's like the homage to that. Yeah, that that right. makes sense. Um. I'd like to also point out that the whole reason that this happens is because, uh, yet again, hippies ruin everything. Um, <laughs> without bird. hippies, there would be no there would be no attack. We could have peacefully, uh, uh, you know, had an encounter. But they had some hippie had to release a dove, and then everything went to hell. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah. Um, it did. It did. The hippies are the worst. One of, one of my one of my favorite parts that I had forgotten about was that depending on which alien is shooting which person, your skeleton turns either gr- neon yeah. or neon red depending on the color of the laser. Mm-hmm. That was so. That it was took so me a second to realize. I was like, "Why are these different?" And then, oh, okay, yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's the actual laser that they're shooting them with. I did yeah. enjoy. There was a scene where they they broke into like the president. I can't remember where what. They like broke into the president's room and the and a guy like throws the grenade on the floor and it ends up being like it, the, the Martians it throw the little globe. kids it's toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in just, like the war room. The Martians are trolling the the, the humans at that point, which I thought was well, kind of fun. So so that scene's another shout out too because that's a that's a Doctor Strangelove 
reference that oh, whole yeah. that, that whole underground cavernous room and even rod steiger's characters you know that that so yeah he's he he must have had a field day just going through all the movies some of the the campy movies and the other films that meant a lot to him and finding ways to put all of those pieces together into something yeah. like this yeah you're right it had to have been like i mean this is i think this is a Tim Burton has to direct this movie. I mean, I think... I don't know his, that anybody else could have. Yeah, yeah. It's his style. It's done... You know, it's it's done right. It's, um... You know, it's it was... I really, honestly, only remember about this movie. I, I, I couldn't... I couldn't believe that it took so long to get to the opening, like, bat, like, battle, for lack of a better term, you know, where the aliens come down. I remember that being, like, the opening scene of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then... I only else the only other thing I remember is them blowing up Congress. That's all I remembered from this movie. I Everything remember the else. head. The reason it. I remember the head on the dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that always reminds me of the movie uh, Big Trouble. Big I, know, I was telling I was telling somebody about Big Trouble because that's what my dog reminded me of the other day because he nice. when he first been hit, shaved down I'm like hey, it's like I'm Big Trouble. It's like Martha Stewart's so, head except. Except instead of Sarah Jessica Parker's body with a Chihuahua's head, you get a Mutt's body with Martha Stewart's head. Yeah, and that's how. Uh, how close do you guys think they were to actually putting Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a horse? <laughs> it would have been, <laughs> been, been a little too personal. It would have been a poor taste. Yeah, <laughs> too close to home. Yeah, sting, sting a little. You know what? You know what I thought was creepy about that though. That movie is the scene where they send the the alien that's in the human costume yeah. into the White House and, it, you know, this big over-the-top... Tim um, Burton's wife at the time, in fact. Oh, it's, yeah, so, yeah, Tim Burton's yeah. wife at the time. Yeah. But what I thought, this is a small thing, but I thought it was incredibly creepy, is the way that she moves. Yeah. The, yeah. the gliding and leaning the hands forward, back and back forth. And forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, a little, this, this is a little creepy. And it looked very cgi <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's uh, Martin Short. Creep. Yeah, Creepy yep. Martin Short was really funny. Hey, you ever seen the White House? <laughs> <laughs> the pressures of my job are just. Oh. She didn't say a word. She just nope. sitting there chewing gum. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nothing. No, that was great. I was interested to learn that uh, apparently Tim Burton wanted to wanted to do stop motion for the Martians. And I think that I'd read that he'd actually hired oh. the guy that directed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas to do it, but be um, couldn't get it done in time, and they just ran out of money and had to do it CGI instead. Hmm. Oh, now I want to now I want to see the the super special cut that where it's actually done <laughs> yeah, it's like, as a hybrid as hybrid live action claymation. That would have been it would have been super cool. That would have been that would have been awesome. Has, yeah. has there ever been anything that's done that? Well, I'm sure. Oh no, I want to. You know what? I think that guy was busy doing James and the Giant Peach, and that's why he couldn't get it done in time. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But great movie. Great it was going to be. Tim Burton wanted it CG or uh, wanted it claymation, and they just couldn't make it happen, which would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Ooh. I loved how campy the spaceship seemed. Yeah. Yeah. Something I certainly didn't appreciate when I saw the movie the first time. Um, you know, yeah, the, I think I expected something different out of the movie the first time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I could, I would agree with that. And, and, I, and I don't know if it's because it came out the same time as Independence Day, roughly. So maybe I was like, you know, maybe I'd saw Independence Day and then saw this. But I just, I, I expected something different when I went to this movie the first time because I, I remember like being like, oh, it was okay. Well, and I didn't, I, I. I didn't care for it at all when I saw it the first time. Um, and I think I just, I did not appreciate the 1950s era vibe of the aliens all the way around. You know, it's, um, it was just like, Oh, that was dumb. Whereas now I'm like, you know, that's, that's really actually kind of cool how they did that. And I appreciated the vibe and I, I loved how campy the spaceships looked and, uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it far more than I thought I, I would on the rewatch. I uh, 
I loved in the scene where Pierce Brosnan is doing the briefing for the president and his senior advisors. And for yeah. some reason, while delivering the presentation, he had to be wearing a white lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I stopped for a second. Why, why is he, why is he both him and his assistant wearing lab coats? <laughs> they're not in a lab. They're in the white house. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. We also appreciate the subtle, the subtle racism in the movie when, when uh, the the uh, the casino guy and his uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever are sitting there, and she's like, she's like, do you have to drink in front of me? And he's like, he's like, you're fine. And he's like, here, here's some money. Go play, go to the roulette table, play our anniversary, and stay off black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? There's a story there. Yeah, it's. Uh... That that I'm sure. What was his name? Uh, I wrote it down. It's Art Land. <laughs> it was such a great character. Oh, it was fantastic, and it was like, you know, like I, I, I was like, who? Like I didn't realize that it was uh, Jack Nicholson right away because I, I didn't remember. Well, I, I remember him having two roles either when she was watching it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, who is this? Why does their voice sound so familiar? And then I was like. This sounds like Jeff Jeff Pollock doing Jack Nicholson. If you've ever heard if you've ever heard Jeff Pollock do do Jack Nicholson a Jack Nicholson impression, um, it sounds exactly like it. And I was like, that can't be him. And I looked it up, and it was Jack Nicholson. I was like, that's weird, because that sounds exactly like him doing it. And uh, he's an amazing um, comedian and uh, uh, voice. Uh, What's the word that I'm looking for? Imper- impressionist. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's one of my favorite impressions of uh, Christopher Walken. You know, marsupials never scared me. Or Frankenstein never scared me. Marsupials do because they're fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my son asked a uh, a very reasonable question while he was watching Mars Attacks in one of the scenes where they cut to the the ships that were out in space. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing I, I segue here. I, the other thing I couldn't figure out is I was trying to use the red and blue capes to figure out which aliens oh, yeah. were in charge, and I could not keep track of them. No, so it seemed like there was multiple ambassadors and multiple emperors or whatever they were yeah uh but but when they were on the ships of course they don't have those uh, well those guys have it on and he stops and he turns around and looks at us and says why are all the aliens walking around in their underwear yeah. that's a yeah. very reasonable question that i don't have an answer to yeah i, I was I, I was thinking that too i was like on the how ship? are they all in their underwear just on the ship like yeah because then they go in they have the little clothes. thing and get their uniform i mean they on. clearly have clothes some of them wear robes they have spacesuits. maybe that's just not a thing they're worried about I, if uh, if things get back to normal and I actually have to start going to the office again, I want one of those machines though to just slap down, and when it comes out, I'm I'm fully dressed. Yeah, I like that, <laughs> like a I like George Jetson machine. Yeah. Uh, can we also talk about what I believe is the uh, finest exit song ever played in a movie <laughs> with uh, Tom Jones? Uh, <laughs> it's oh, not yeah. right. Yeah, where it's just him and he's walking. He he steps up onto some rocks and there's a deer. Yeah, <laughs> he, he holds a squirrel. His, yeah, he's he like, holds yeah. his arm out and the, yeah. the, the <laughs> hawk falcon comes and yeah. lands on yes. it. Yes, and then he starts to sing and I'm like, yes. <laughs> what? Him petting the deer? I'm like, what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, because it was so obviously like a like a movie plot desert. Mm-hmm. Well, was, there's there's that random scene where that that little group gets together around Tom Jones and they're trying to escape the invasion because the aliens are coming into the casino and <laughs> Jim Brown asks Tom Jones he's like do you know how to fly a plane yeah you got one like wait what Tom Jones just magically knows how to fly a plane of course he does because he's Danny Tom Jones. Like, you're Tom Jones anybody got a, can I get an autograph anybody got a picture anybody got a, anybody got a pen <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Danny yes. DeVito was in this. Yep. Yep. Oh, gosh. Hey, am I the only one shooting craps over here? <laughs> uh, that was great. No, what a great movie. Oh, that's, so I actually had to look this up because 
we were talking about this, trying to figure out, trying to place from his accent where Tom Jones is from. I that huh. I would not have guessed. Where? He's Welsh. He's Welsh. Yeah. And Does he, he go is, back on a lot of bets, does he? He's 80 <laughs> years old. He's how old? He's 80 years old. His real name is Thomas John Woodward. Of course it is. Yeah, he, he won't. Hmm. Born in, I swear to God, I cannot pronounce the name of this town in Wales. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, that's the accent. I, I would have never guessed that. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So there you go. Fun fact. Who knew? Fun fact that has nothing to do with the movie. The guy who invented the bra is from uh, uh, Stop Him From Hanging Germany. <laughs> Can I play that sounder again? Yeah. <laughs> That's <Well>. not funny. Not <laughs> funny. Take us home, Stewie Griffin. Take us home. <laughs> the guy who invented hand sanitizer, also German. His name is Hans Niederwaschen. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, Check iTunes. It was five bucks for a while. It was, yeah, which is uh, where I picked it up. Yeah. the, the, (laughs) The other scene, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. When they were ta- doing a press conference about the aliens, um, I think this might be the last thing on my list. The, the, <laughs> there's a person that's, there's a lady, uh, I'm guessing, that stood up and was wearing a suit and she had short hair and she had a deep voice and she was like, Yeah, do the aliens have two sexes like we do? Nicholson just looks at her. <laughs> my, my wife and I laughed out loud on that scene, and my yeah. son turns around to look at us. He's like, why is that funny? Don't worry about it. Just watch the movie. you got to wait till you get a little older. We'll explain like that one. I don't have time to define the word androgynous for you, so just watch the movie. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some YouTube videos of an SNL skit called Pat. Yeah, yeah no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was funny. I, um, was just... <laughs> I, I enjoyed – so I love the little snow globe thing, and, and there was another moment, too, where – the, the Martians are chasing the humans around and with the translators. We come in peace. We come, we come in, in peace. peace. And they're literally, literally like Ron, chasing people friends. and shooting people. We're your friends. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I, the, the sarcasm just, it, yeah, it was good. Oh, dude, Yeah. I, I have to admit though, I wanted, I wanted the giant donut on top of the donut shop to play some kind of role. Yeah. And, not, and it did. Nothing happened. I, that was a lost opportunity for Tim Burton. They had to. They had to have had something planned in a deleted scene or something. Like it rolls off and squishes mm-hmm. one of them or something. Right. You know. Or like, I or the um, what I would have done if I'm the filmmaker is I would have because there's those there's those kind of funny moments in the we didn't talk about the the landmarks thing. Uh, it's, that was a it reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. scene. Independence Day, or I think it was the second Independence Day movie where Jeff Goldblum's like, they love to go after the landmarks, but that scene where the ship has the hand come out of it and does the bowling ball with the, oh. the statues on Easter Island. Yeah. And it, it was kind of that spirit. What I think they should have done is when they had that alien in the big giant uh, mech, for lack uh-huh. of a better term, is I imagine him taking the donut down, putting it on the street and then spinning it down the street with a stick. Oh, that would have been funny. Like you, he, he, like you pull it, like he pulls like a, uh, like a telephone pole or something out of the ground. Yep. And then yeah. ding, 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 ding. Oh, That's, smart, that was, man. that was what I would have done. You are a smart man. That is a good, <laughs> that is a good sight gag. That is a good sight gag. Yeah. I love, uh, yeah, this movie is, this movie is fantastic. It was, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It really but I, is. I I think you're right, though. You have to, it, you know, my my son liked it. He's 10, but it, it's definitely, it, you have to be a little bit more mature in your film watching to get a lot of the nuances that are in that movie. Oh, to yeah. To really appreciate it. And uh, fun fact, when I saw it, I think I was like 10 or 11. And, yeah, I mean, I remember appreciating it for, you know, the funniness that it was, but obviously, like, I didn't get it like you know it was i appreciate it much more now than i did then but um yeah it's just a 
it's just a good movie, man. It, it's it's really funny. Um, you know, there's so many, you know, funny funny scenes in there. Like, we need to nuke these guys right now. He really pushed them the nukes. They suck in the nuke with that little that little vacuum thing, and then they inhale it. Like oh my maybe. gosh! It yes, flies in there, and then he tokes the nuclear explosion yeah. like it's yeah. helium. Yeah, that was super funny. Now, um, one thing that I thought was interesting. So, and I was just trying to look up um, timing on it. So Joe Don Baker, who yes. played Jack Wade in the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Yep. You guys watch Joe Don Baker movies? Was was Jack Black's dad in this one? Um, happened the year after Goldeneye and the year before Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, that's kind of fun. Uh, Joe Don Baker movies, my favorite uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, movies. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hang on. Hang on. What the hell's that? So, wasn't he in? Yeah. So, Joe Don Baker uh, is in a movie called Mitchell, which is one of my favorite uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000 movies. Sam Itch. Yes. Mitchell. <laughs> That's the uh, best Mystery Science Theater 3000s. Yeah. And also uh, is the... Uh, uh, um, is he the is he the 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 basis of Troy McClure? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, 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 no, I just think you're right. Um. McClure was, according to Troy McClure, and, and yes, Troy McClure has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, just look at that. McClure was partially based on B-movie actors Troy Donahue and Doug McClure, as well as Hartman himself. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that I had to have, I had to have been thinking of Doug McClure. Yeah, I was thinking of Doug McClure, because he, uh, he was in a movie called The... Uh, <laughs> Is it a movie called The Day the Earth Stood Still? It's a great and, uh, movie. Yeah. Um, uh, also a good Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, uh, you know, um, funny story about The Day the Earth Stood Still. So I just started reading uh, Dance Macabre by Stephen King. Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, I've never read it before, and it was available from the library. So, uh, And he was talking about it in like, the foreword. He was talking about The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh. And how Klaatu was a uh, a nice alien. Nice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Klaatu, Baratun. <laughs> there. I said it. I watched that movie again. It's been too long since I've seen that. I'm sorry. It was at the Earth's core is what he was in. Uh, the, which which planet Earth? The middle one? Yes. Yeah. The, the middle of Earth. Got it. It's a fantastically stupid movie. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I enjoyed Mars Attacks. I, I have to admit it. it um, I watched it once in 1996. Hated it. But no, it... Um, grown it holds up. up. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We, I mean, I, I enjoy it definitely more now than I enjoyed it as a kid. Sure. Well, and I saw it as a grown-up, essentially. Well, sort of a grown-up, but... You were a kid at heart. <laughs> as grown-up as any of us can be at, what, 19 years old, but... That's right. No, it was, um... It did, but I appreciate the... I appreciate the campiness of the aliens far more now than, uh, than I did at the time. Yeah. You know, at the time, I think I just looked at it and thought, you know, because 1996 and it's set in the present day, why are the aliens stupid and old-timey? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You have, you have different expectations of what you want, what you what you uh, want to see yeah. out of film experience. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, we because we, at this point, you know, we'd had we'd had Alien, Aliens, right? We'd had Independence Day, we'd had this. I mean, we it's a pretty good Alien movies. 
and then to take this and take it, you know, it kind of takes you a step back and from what are, you know, mentally where mm-hmm. you're at, you know, when, what you expect of an alien movie. Um, you know, it's, it's just different. Well, and I think I just appreciate the time period more, you know, um, yeah, yeah. You know. We're just more mature as moviegoers. Well, I think there's some of that. I think some of it too is just is me just personally having an issue with you know at the time it was like the fifties are stupid where it's now it's like you know would have been kind of cool right, so, to go to some of those tiki bars and so so given this I'm now going to hold uh, Bill's feet to the fire and suggest that we we keep going with this to get his thoughts on uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, if we're going. Oh. 50s alien movie. Oh. Okay, let's watch it. Let's watch it. And we'll... <laughs> can we? The can... only good thing about that movie was it's the first time I ever had chewy runs. <laughs> <laughs> can I watch a version of it like a, a, a director's cut without Shia LaBeouf? You can't. You can't. Shia LaBeouf. You mean confirmed cannibal? Movie. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Because they made a song about it, and if they didn't make a song about it, just say it, it wouldn't be real. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cheryl LaBeouf is uh, uh, going to be um, uh, rumored to play... Who's he rumored to play? Is it Doctor Doom? Yeah, it's an MCU character. Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear who it was in particular, yeah. though. I think it's Doctor Doom. Really? Yep. I don't know that I hate that. And he's going to be in... Uh, the, the rumor is that it's going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, if I remember right. I would love for Doctor Doom to be done right. Um, I don't know if I'm in on Shia LaBeouf, though. You know, we've, 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 we've armchair quarterbacked a lot of their decisions and been wrong all the time. <laughs> so uh, yes. Yeah. Like Andy Dwyer and Star-Lord. Yeah. And and there there was uh, there was the time that I correctly predicted that Jake Gyllenhaal was going to play Mysterio. Oh my gosh! Years before it happened. Yeah. No, and uh, and you're right. I mean, I I can't remember who I was debating Marvel casting with somebody before some movie. I don't know which one it was at this point anymore. And I, my only comment was that you know they've put out a lot of movies, and I've I've gone like what, a lot of different times, but every time they've been right. Um, I think I just prefer somebody. Well, I don't know. I guess he's about the right age. Yeah. Did you guys hear? Uh, they. I know this has nothing to do with Mars Attacks. No, now we're just talking about Marvel movies. Did you hear that the new home, the or the new uh, title for Spider-Man Three potentially leaked? No. It's a. Uh, it's going to be Spider-Man Three Homesick. Yep, I saw that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, because it wasn't until I saw that that I realized the continuity of the home that Mm -hmm. the previous two had in the title. I never even thought about it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't put any effort into it, but, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is. It's really, it's really uh, interesting. So, and they say that Daredevil might make an appearance in... uh, That would be pretty great. Um, Did we talk about how... Sam Raimi was maybe coming back to direct that puppy. Oh, he yeah. is. That was he the last. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm we did talk about, about how that. that meant Bruce Campbell would finally be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. That's right. We need we need some Bruce Campbell in the Marvel Cinematic. Well, Universe. I mean, since he's since Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, then yeah. can't you? Can't maybe you that's what we talked about. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. The what? Can't you have a crossover with the Evil Dead universe? One would think that there would be some cameos there. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If you want to get crazy, they did do laying on a uh, laying on a bookshelf. At one point, Ash Williams comes and fights the Marvel Zombies. It's true. God, I love Marvel Zombies. I just started reading that finally, like that. Really? The comic I read. The, I'm reading the comic book arc. Nice. Read the first, um, like the first batch of stuff, and uh, yeah, so. Because it starts off, what? So interesting. Well, because it starts off in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. And look, I'm just going to say it. Whoever drew Sue Storm in the Ultimate Universe, holy cow. Yep. Yep. (sighs) Yep. There's a reason it's the Ultimate Universe. (laughs) I mean, I almost got to find a picture of this for Jeremy because 
Yep. Yeah, Marvel Zombies will always be my favorite arcs because it gives me it gives you like such like ridiculous teamings, and I always point to to Howard the Duck and Dum Dum Duggan as the main protagonists of. I want to say it was like Marvel Zombies three, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is why I love this. This yeah. is Jeremy. There's a uh, Ultimate Sue Storm. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Um, it's it's like holy cow and but it was fun because this um it started off there <laughs> whoa that <laughs> does not look like the one from the movies no it most certainly does not um and it started off the arc i read started off with them making the the, the two reeds talking to each other and so that was yep. uh super interesting actually yeah, uh, you know, I, I was not, when I got back into comics, I was not a huge Fantastic Four fan. Um, when I was a big Fantastic Four fan. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they were my favorite, one of my, some of my favorite books, um, you know, because um, they were just, I mean, they're like a key. They're like a they're like a key point to all of the stuff in the Marvel universe. It's almost like every single major event had something to do with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just well, and the young very, Reed was interesting too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 their kids, um, uh, the stuff that they do with their kids um, is very interesting. Their kids are super powerful. Mm-hmm. Like I think at one point their son was the. And he might still be, but he's uh, the most powerful person in the Marvel Universe. Uh, he could actually create life. And I think, well, and yeah, I, I lose track in Battle World, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. trying to figure uh, out what uh, goes on. Well, that's Franklin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he can create universes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he's the one that killed Galactus. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Because uh, that solidified it for me when I was like, holy crap, he killed Galactus. So I was like, whew. I did enjoy when the Marvel Zombies got their Galactus powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh, man, yeah. That was a good arc. I didn't realize it was written by Kirkman either. Oh, I didn't realize that that was written by Kirkman. Yeah, Kirkman wrote Marvel Zombies. Hmm. hmm. You know, I don't know that I have any of those. Yeah, there was a panel... There was a panel of like, because he was talking about it like a little forward before it about how um, he was like, yeah, I'm trying to see how gross I could make it and just trying to push Marvel and push Marvel and push Marvel and they never made me take anything out. There was one panel where like Wolverine's adamantium skeleton comes like off the off the arm. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, (sighs) it was gross. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I bought yeah. like the the first big, you know, inch thick collection of stuff, and it was good. Nice. Yeah, it's um, I love that stuff, man. It's so it's so fun that and the that and the Deadpool kills stuff. I was always a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those mini series like Deadpool versus Carnage. I just came across it downstairs, and I was like, oh man, I loved this stuff. I have been fighting uh, going to the comic book store or getting onto Midtown Comics and <laughs> creating a pull list again to have mailed to me. Because, mm-hmm. um, man, I forgot how much I loved that stuff. It was so fun. It was so fun to go every Wednesday and, and get and pick up my books and then bring them back and look at them and just peel into them, man. That was a great time. Mm-hmm. Your wife really enjoyed it, too, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little out of control and $30 a Wednesday on comics. You're, spend, you're spending, spending $120 a month on comic books. That you weren't even reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when yeah when Lydia was born, I just started stacking them, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, dude, Jeremy, I have arcs of comics that I just, I, I, I've never touched. Like, like, like what he was talking about, and he has uh, the individual issues. Yeah. Oh, the individual. Yeah. Not not even the graphic novels. Um. Uh. The the individual issues. Like my buddy uh, Shane was like, 
man, I really want to get into comics. I was like, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, you want to read yeah. some Punisher? You want something? I, I, got, I got stuff for you. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? I have, I have like, I have like three, three or four arc runs of Spider-Man that I haven't read. Like I've got like, and, and it was, and it was a popular run. Never read it. Like That's I started okay. to read it. If you had any idea the number of books that I have on my bookshelf that I have never read, um, I'm, yeah. I'm feel, feeling you. Yeah. So no worries. I mean, no God, judgment. I should, really, I should really go and read that arc. It's the good arc. It's the one where, uh, it's where Doc Ock switches places with Spider-Man. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you find out how powerful Spider-Man really was. Oh gosh, it's such a great arc. You find out that Spider-Man was really has really only been using like twenty five percent of his power when he punches the jaw off of the scorpion. <laughs> he's like, "Oh my gosh, he's this strong!" <laughs> he's like, oh, it's, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. It really is, and the, the thing with the comics is it's limitless. You know. Well, I enjoyed took, reading some of the um, some of the Battle World stuff. There was like a Marvel eighteen seventy two or whatever, and it was oh yeah. Um, you know, Steve Rogers is a sheriff, and yeah. you know Tony Stark is just like the town drunk. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, I mean, that's comics believable. are so fun, man. Yeah, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. I miss it a lot. Dang it! I need to. I'm gonna need. To. I think you pick up the random issues. Books. Yeah, I think you pick up the random issues. Like I used to pick up the creep shows every once in a while when they come out and. The Tick and the Goon. Like, all the random ones that you just, like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's that looks that? like it has a fun yeah. cover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And at a certain point, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, or it's like, oh, I wonder what IDW's throwing out. Like, I picked up the Manhattan Project once on accident, and it turned out to be, like, my favorite comic book <laughs> ever. And then Peter Panzerfaust. I was going to say, Peter really... Panzerfaust was great. Yeah, that was, yeah. And that was just one I randomly stumbled on. It's just, huh. I miss that. I used to have a comic book podcast I listened to. <laughs> Those are the good old days. Jeremy, you I haven't heard of to... Peter Panzer Faust, have you? Oh, no. That'd be right up your alley. It, it is I, essentially... Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I would imagine that it would. It, it is, is Peter st- Pan, but World War II. Yeah, it's <laughs> the story of Peter Pan told in occupied France. Really good. Amazon.com. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a comic book podcast I listened to because a, a kid I went to school with was on it and he was promoting it. And I was like, oh, I'll see what that's all about. I started listening to this before I even got back into comics. Like, I used to listen to this, like, like weekly. And they'd be talking about comics and they'd be talking about this or that. And I'd be like, okay, I got to find a comic book shop. And I found one, like, two minutes away from work and started going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make oh, crud. There goes my money. P A N Z E R. It's really good. It's, I read the there first. There goes my money. Yeah. I read the first graphic novel. Yeah. Got it's the second really one. Good. It was good. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. If you're, um, also, if you're looking for anything newer, um, not newer, but uh, I recommend the uh, Invincible comic book series. Also written uh, by Robert Kirkman. Yep. It's written mm-hmm. by Kirkman. They're turning it into an animated uh, show. But, um, I mean, there was like a hundred plus episodes, uh, issues of that uh, that book before they finished it. Really good, Invincible. Was it a better ending than the ending of The Walking Dead? Yes, I I, I firmly believe I firmly believe that Invincible is probably Kirkman's best work. Hmm. Like hmm. And, and out of everything that he's written, I think Invincible is Kirkman's best work. <laughs> Did you see that they're releasing a colorized? Walking Dead yep. issue by issue. It's just a money grab. Now. Oh yeah, issue issue by issue. They're colorizing it. Yeah, no, no, nope. I saw, I, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, God, like I've already got all the really graphic trying. novels downstairs. And then I'm like, wait, they're doing it issue by issue. Oh man, he's just yep. he's just trying to milk it, man. And and, and I mean, and I don't blame it's him. Also a good way. It's also a good way for you to get all the issues that you know because those issues sold out. Yeah, like, they did. I mean, Walking Dead. If you didn't get those like initial runs, like they were sold out for a while, and you had to find them or pay big money to get issues. So it's a good way to fill in your collection. And I get that there are some people who don't want to sit and read, you know, 150 issues in black and white. And I, I understand that that's a that that was a barrier for some people, and so maybe it brings more people into it. But Dude, I read 150 issues of that on my phone. <laughs> 
Like, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to follow those things like Skittles. I know you just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the next one? Like, like five episodes, like five, five books in a day. Like, Oh, it was, it was so funny good. when I'd get the graphic novels in the mail because you know I I yeah. wasn't getting the individual issues. Like yeah. the day the graphic novel would would come in the mail, I'd, okay, and I'd sit and I'd read it and like, oh shit, now I gotta wait five more months. Yeah, now mm. I gotta wait all this stuff. Oh, I miss comics. Simpler times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Simpler times. <sighs> all right, so Mars attacks. We liked it. Yep. We love Mars Attacks. We should read the comic book, uh, the Mars Attacks comic. We should read it. That would be kind of fun. That would be. We'll have a book club, Pillow Talk Book Club. <laughs> I wonder if it's being printed. Jeremy, are you looking at that right now? Um, no, you're not. It's okay. No. No, I'm just, uh, there's, yeah, I was looking up the Mars Attacks cards. You can get them on Amazon. There's a bunch of stuff here. 2012 Tops Heritage Mars Attacks Hobby Trading Card Box, 24 packs for 95 bucks. That's Ooh. what I would have. That's, that's had to have been what I got. Yeah, those were Tops Heritage that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Looks like there's a paperback. Mars attacks. Hold on. Well, I don't know what this is. I found Mars attacks volume one. Uh, it's a little steep. Thirteen bucks. Hmm. I don't have to look. Yeah, these things. These things are kind of expensive. That's what happens when stuff goes out of print. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. I didn't find, like, the entire run, though. Oh, Dynamite put this out? I didn't know Dynamite put this out. Dynamite. Dynamite. It's kind of interesting. See, this is a Dynamite comic. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, Mars Attacks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Check it. Check it out. Alright, gents. All right. Should we tell the fine people goodbye? Goodbye and uh see you next time on the Pillow Talk Podcast. Take it easy. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, right. in like whatever a month. You do, wherever you go, always be a good sport. <laughs> but what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh uh, well. <laughs> Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.BandCamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. Murdered. He's murdered potentially multiple people. Well, yeah, he's yeah. No, he said that was the first time I mur- I made a man disappear. So that implies that there's multiple times. Right. So Marty Janetti uh, did what? So okay. So the story is that he. So so he must have been drunk or something on Twitter, or whatever, tweeting this out. But the story is that he was buying weed from a guy at a bowling alley, a gay guy at a bowling alley. Um, like he must have one of the cooks, I think, or something. Yeah, and like the guy tried to assault him, like you know, molest him, and apparently he killed him. And he was like, he's like, the and cops never found him. Yeah. yeah, he said, yeah, they, they, he, they, he's like, the cops never found him. They should have looked in, yeah, what river was it? The Chattahoochee River. Yeah, the Chattahoochee River. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. 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 It, it was enough for the police to open up a case. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Google. Google Marty Janetti news and yeah. enjoy. Yeah. And he said, that's the first time I made a man disappear. And I'm like, Oh, that implies that there's more mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Marty Janetti of the rockers. Yeah. Well, going yep. through that window and 
Brutus the Beefcake's yeah, barbershop. He, ne- he never, yeah, he never came back from the barbershop window. No, he never did. Also, one of my favorite wrestling T-shirt websites, barbershopwindow.com. Really? Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a sponsor. Have a lot of, uh, have a lot of uh, great T-shirts. They have one of uh, Darth Vader making the choke symbol, and it says, "I have until five. Because <laughs> there's a five count when you choke someone illegally before you have to release it. <laughs> Did you ever uh, did you ever see the meme that was floating around? It was the three panel uh, the COVID meme where it was like uh, you know normal normal chokehold, and then the other one was like doing it from a distance. It was like social distancing chokehold, mm-hmm. yep. and the other ones when he's doing it from like the other ship over the TV screen. It was like work from uh, working remotely chokehold. <laughs> nice. Yep, and yeah. then you're the one that sent us to the one about the mask, weren't you? Oh my God, that's I wish I could I wish I could say I came up with that. That is one of the most brilliant memes I've ever seen. I have rights. <laughs> I have rights. <laughs> Take off my mask, but you'll die. I have rights. I have rights. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Nick, here is something I saw the other day and thought of you. That would make them Thundercats. Since if Black Panther and Storm had kids, wouldn't that make them Thundercats? And I'm pretty I sure they do would. have kids. <laughs> oh, nuts. We were supposed Star. to talk about Disney and Looney Tunes, weren't we? Oh, darn it. Son of a yeah. bitch. Put it, on, put it on the next one. Yep. We'll do the next one. Roll it forward. Nice. I like it. All right, gents. I got to go. All right. All right. Yeah, I should probably go to bed so I can answer the most calls out of anybody in damn branch again. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Look up some conspiracy theories. Yep, I'll do that.